This is an ABC podcast. Going to Rome, going to Paris, everywhere I go, I'm embarrassed. People staring at me because I've got normal face. Whoa, uh, Molly, I heard you from down the corridor. You're singing. Okay, let's be honest, it's not getting any better. I'm so fed up with this. I just want to be a famous pop musician. I'm sick of all this practicing. Yeah, you're not the only one who's sick of it. What? Oh, I said uh, maybe you're a little sick or have nits. Yeah, maybe. Okay, I know I've got what it takes to be the next pop sensation. Except for one tiny little thing. You, you can't quite hit all those notes? Exactamundo. I just need some help with the singing bit. I mean, I'm not awful. I can get most of the notes. Okay, Molly, I can help. Wait, what? Trust me, I can make this happen. But there's a price. You have to hire me as your creative producer. Of course, anything. But how are you going to help me reach those tricky notes I can't quite hit? I'm glad you asked. It just so happens I have all the connections to get your voice fixed with a computer program called... Auto-tune. That's a special tool that helps you guys sing in tune, even if you're dreadful singers or when you're pretty good but need a bit of extra help. But hang on. Auto-tuning my voice to sound better, it kind of feels like I'm cheating. Listen, kid, we're only going to fix your voice here and there. I've got a great studio engineer. He and I are going to help make your dreams come true. Yeah, but how important is it to be able to sing all the notes yourself? And will you still love my classic pop tunes, even if I can't sing? Ow. Hello, and today you're listening to... Short. You're listening to Short and Curly. And Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! Curly, 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 Curly. Short and Curly. Carl, I know the road to pop stardom is not an easy one. No, it isn't, but it's a noble path, Momo, and one I'm willing to help you with. We just need to solve the mystery of what makes a great pop song. Well, something we can do right now is think about a song we really love, love, love. And then what? And then pause this podcast briefly so we can try and work out what it is that makes that song so great. Right, so maybe the question is, what makes a great pop song great? Hit pause now. Molly, what's your favourite song from the mid-90s? Cher's song, Believe. Definitely. It's so catchy. I sing it all the time. Oh! Here it comes right now out of my mouth hole, if you believe. And soon you'll find out why it's an important song for us today. Okay, I'm listening. First, the song itself. In case you aren't too familiar with it, we asked our Brains Trust from East Brisbane State School whether they've heard it and what they think of it. I know this song. I've I've heard this song in my grandparents' car. Oh, you are kidding me. I've heard this song multiple times. It gets in my head all the time. This is, uh, oh, oh, man. Oh, it's creepy. I think it's, it gets in my head very easily. 
I think it's very addicting. Yeah. You can't stop singing it once you hear it. I've been singing it in my head for six months now. It's a terrible now. song, but you love singing it. It's very metallic and recorded, and all the special effects sounds coming from the background makes it so much more artificial. Thanks, East Brisbane State School members of the Entourage. What a banger. So that song, released in 1998, was one of the first big hits that used auto-tune. Whoa, my hero's share was auto-tuned? Yep, the auto-tune software was released in 1997, and the song Believe came out just a year later. Now that I think about it, it's really obvious. Those bits where her voice almost sounds robotic, jumping through different notes. Yeah, listen as her voice just bounces everywhere, pitching up and down in jumps, rather than slowly moving from one note to the next. Hang on. The auto-tune in Cher's song doesn't really fix her singing. It just makes it sound stranger and more distinctive, right? Well, it kind of does a bit of both. She and her team wanted to change how her voice sounded. They wanted to give it that unusual robotic effect. But it also helped hit all the right notes. So is there anything wrong with changing Cher's voice in that way for the song? Well, I guess not. And those kinds of effects are used all the time by studio engineers on people's voices. Like, they might change things to make it sound like you're in a... Giant hall! Okay, hang on a second. That's not really what we're talking about with my singing, though. We're talking about fixing those notes that I'm having trouble reaching. Well, even though autotune can sound really obvious, like in Cher's song, it's often used in much subtler ways where you wouldn't even notice it at all. And lots of musicians use it like that? Loads do. Or at least lots of people in the music industry say it's being used all the time, even if musicians don't admit to it. It feels a bit like we're trying to trick people into thinking I can sing way better than I can. Well, we kind of are. Or... Are we just tweaking your voice to show it at its best? Mm, I guess. But actually, I was just talking to a member of my Entourage Brains Trust. She was telling me about seeing one of her favourite bands, Little Mix, and being disappointed about their voices live on stage. One of my favourite bands or group singers is Little Mix. I've been to one of their concerts and I've heard lots of their songs. They sound awesome. Whenever I'm going to a concert, I try and learn some of the lyrics so I can sing with them as they're singing. And I did do that for most of the songs. There was just a few words I couldn't get out of a few songs. But in the concert, they didn't do well. They, like, got lots of notes wrong. One of them sneezed during singing. And it was kind of disappointing because I didn't know that they used auto-tune. I thought that was their voice. It is a bummer when you're really excited about going to see a performer or a band live in concert, and then they're not as good as you thought, especially when you've spent lots of money on tickets. When I'm famous, I will give everyone a show to remember. Uh, Yes, you will definitely give them a show to remember, Molly. It's just that I'm a bit worried about what kind of memory that'll be. 
Anyway, that song that she was talking about, Wings by Little Mix, this is what it sounds like in studio. And here's the same song, but recorded live out in public without any fixes from the computer, including auto-tune. Actually, their voices are pretty good. Little Mix actually can hit the notes most of the time, well, more than many pop stars. Can I just have a moment to think about all this? Yeah, why don't we all take a moment, Momo, with our thinking question. And remember, you can pause the show for a bit here if you like. So I guess the question is, think about songs or performers you really love listening to. What would you think or feel if you discovered they had used a computer program to make sure the singer's voice sounded really in tune and smooth? Hit pause now. Momo, I forgot to mention there's another member of your entourage who is pretty fancy. He's your very own musical ethicist, Matt Beard, from the Ethics Centre. Maybe Matt can walk you through some of the things to keep in mind about auto-tuning. I'm blessed to have you as a creative producer. I'm just here to make you shine, kid. Matthew Beard! Momo desires your presence. I'm here! Help me out here. Is it lying to use auto-tune to change my voice? Hmm. Well, most of the time we think about lying as saying something untrue that we want someone else to believe. So if I say, hey, Carl, great haircut, then that's a lie. What? Auto-tune doesn't seem to fit with that definition of lying, but it might still be dishonest in another way because it misleads people. It makes them believe Momo's voice is better than it actually is. Sure, but music misleads people in lots of ways. Plenty of people probably think the songs they hear on the radio are just recordings of the whole band performing together. But that's not usually how it works. There's all kinds of editing involved in putting a hit single together. Wow, you really know your stuff. You must be a creative producer. So creative. You're right, Carl, and that means we need to look closely to figure out whether all kinds of musical editing are misleading, and even if they are, we need to work out whether that's an ethical problem. And really, a lot of it's going to depend on how much the people listening know about what's going on. If people listening know that a song is auto-tuned, and they still like listening to it, then that's not really dishonest. But I don't want to put, like, a big sign on my album saying, warning, Momo is actually a bad singer or anything. Yeah, as your creative producer, I would advise you not to do that. Well, I think that's a little bit interesting, isn't it? As far as I can tell, there could be two reasons why you might want to keep that information private. First, maybe it's nobody's business to know how the music gets made. And second... Maybe it's because if everybody knew how you actually sang, you wouldn't get what you want, which is to be famous and successful. So which is it, Momo? This is why I'm not sure. When I think of the musicians I love, like David Bowie or Beyonce, part of what I love about them is the hard work they've put into their art, their rare talent and the uniqueness of their voices. 
Actually, that's something your entourage is pretty interested in as well. Let's hear what they have to say. See, if you want people to love your music, you need to take it from the heart and not from a computer. Like, it maybe if, like, the computer makes it perfect, but at least, like, everyone has to make some mistakes in life. Like, without mistakes, I think without mistakes, you're not really a living thing. Before you even use auto-tune, you should just practice until the note's perfect. Like, if it's bad, you just say, no, redo that. If you keep on practicing and you, it's impossible for you to get it right, then I, I don't think it's right to use auto-tune. It would be disappointing for the audience because they pay lots and lots and lots of money to come. I think you need to acknowledge that you used auto-tune and you need to give credit to the person that made the device. Oh no, the last thing I'd ever want to do is disappoint my fans. My fellow entouragettes have made a few really important points. First, when we watch people doing amazing things, part of what's so wonderful about it is that it inspires us. We see the heights of human potential. But it seems a bit less inspiring if it's not something a human actually did. That doesn't make it bad, but it changes our reasons for caring about the music. And second, our entourage pointed out that some of the real talent in music today isn't necessarily the artist, but all the techno wizards making average singers sound great. Exactly, and that's why maybe I need more credit as a creative producer. Thanks, Matt. Momo, I think our entourage have provided as much help as they can for now. But I still have more I wanted... Bye, Matt. Take care. And for you listening, maybe you'd like to ponder our second thinking question for today. Do you know much about how your favourite music is made? About editing, technology, auto-tune and stuff like that? And are these things important to you when deciding if you love a song or not? Hit pause now. Now, Momo, while we were thinking about that question, I went and got my sound engineer, Marty Peralta, to set up this studio for a live auto-tune recording session. What? Yeah. But I still don't know whether I'm comfortable using auto-tune. It's okay. He's agreed to just test it out so we can see how it works. So I'm just going to leave you in here and jump into the booth with Marty. I can't wait to see how this sounds. All right, it's 2 a.m. Tuesday night, maybe like Wednesday morning, I don't know. Test, test, one, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three. Okay, Mol, I cannot wait to hear how this sounds. This is going to be the most fire-lit mix I have ever heard. Just sing us a few lines straight first. Everywhere I go, I'm always tripping over. Everyone look out for this puddle of spew. I just fell in it. I just fell face down. I don't know when I'm going to stand up. Yes, yes, yes. More of that. More of that, just more on key. Namaste, Carl. You can see this is coming from the heart. You can see this is authentic. The problem I've got is that she can't sing the notes. So we're going to have to fix that with 
all of these buttons that you've got in here, Marty. This desk, auto-tune, just work your digital magic. Marty, auto-tune everything. You sure you don't want to find someone that can, like, actually sing? People don't care about that. Now, let's make some magic. It's not really magic. I guess it's more like mathematics. So what we're doing is the voice goes into the piece of software and then it gets doubled. But that double is twice as high in pitch and then it's also lower in pitch. And they go through another little bit of software which adds extra harmonies. And then it goes through a delay which gives it that sort of spatial sound. So that spatial sound is that... Yeah, like the hello, hello, hello. And how much can we actually, like, fix? I mean, is Molly going too far with that singing in there? I think you can make anybody sound good. Like, anybody. Marty, we called so many producers to try and get them to do this gig. They didn't want to use auto-tune. There's something weird about it. But what's the problem? No, I don't think there's a problem with it at all. It's just improving what's there. Marty, I'm just going to leave you to work your magic in here, bro. I cannot wait to see your mix. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming by. All right, Momo, this is going to be the moment. You are going to be top of the pops, kid. You ready to hit it? Go for it. Here goes nothing. Great take, everyone. That's a wrap. Whoa, that does sound so much better, actually. I sound amazing. Oh, and Momo, Matt's here with your 345 coffee as well. Matt, you are an invaluable member of my entourage. (sighs) Hey, also, Momo, I heard your mix for I Tripped and Fell Over. It's sounding amazing. (laughs) Thank you. But while I've got you, Matt, I have a question for you. Do you think a musician is talented because of the music they actually make or the ideas for a song they dream up and bring together using all the tools and people around them? Ah, Momo, like an old philosopher from El Paso once said, why not both? Or, in the original Spanish, por qué no los dos? We sometimes think producing a great song is a matter of individual artistic genius, and sometimes it is. But there's often a big team of musicians, songwriters, singers and production crew involved. They all have independent skills they bring to the table, but we tend to focus most on the artist. I wonder why. Yeah, I guess because you only really hear about or see the musicians, you assume they've done all the work. Yep, and that can set up really unfair expectations for the next generation of singers. If they're hearing musicians who never play a note wrong or sing a little bit off-key, they might start to expect that they need to be perfect. Or it might go the other way. They might start being okay with not training as hard because they know the technology can take care of any mistakes they make. Either way, it can be a bit of a problem. But anyway, I've just had a great idea for a band name. We're going to call ourselves the Nortotunes, and we'll never use any technology at all. It's going to be amazing. Oh, my gosh. Is Matt secretly an incredible singer? Yeah, he's already signed with me. 
But look, I have to say, you look like you still have some doubts about this. So let's tackle our final thinking question today to answer what's troubling you. Tell us your question, Momo. I've got the chance to have a number one smash hit song, but it means I'll have to use auto-tune on my voice. So should I do it? Hit pause now. Momo, why have you got the record button on? Get out of the studio right now. This one is for my real fans who believe in my voice, even when I sing without auto-tune. No, Momo, we've got to wait for the auto-tune. What are you doing? Everywhere I go, I'm always tripping over. Everyone look out for this puddle of spew. I just fell in it. I just fell face down. I don't know when I'm going to stand up. Momo, what have you done? You live streamed this across all the socials. You should see the terrible comments on YouTube. Why did you ruin this perfectly manicured image I've created for you? Surely it's not that bad, Carl. I reckon people would really appreciate hearing my natural voice. Uh, no, that's not what the comments are saying. Look at these reviews. I mean, our fantastic producer Kyla Slavin says it's rubbish. Our sound engineers Marty Peralta and Wayne Nguyen say it actually hurts their sensitive sound engineer ears. And your entourage members from East Brisbane State School, Camillo, Musa, Minsa, Kaisha, John and Morgan, they are in meltdown. I'll let them tell you what they think about this new au naturel style of yours and their advice about becoming a pop star. You're like bad singer, like real bad. It's like... I mean, you're a good actor. Never give up. Just try your best and just follow your dream. I think, like, with her voice, I think she'd match Ice JJ Fish on the floor. Cool, but also really bad. It's something about a girl that just makes my head wanna twirl. Oh, you got me want to tell all them other girls. There's nothing else better on this world. The moment I've seen Actually, I'm wondering whether Ice JJ Fish and Momo to the world's greatest duet together. Ice JJ, if you're listening, get your people to talk to my people. Psst. Hey, everyone. I've got something really cool to tell you about. Ooh, what is it, Molly? And, and why are we down in this big, dark, wet tunnel? Well, Carl, you know our friend Bree from ABC Kids Listen. <gasps> yeah, she's so smart and cool and awesome. She sure is. Well, Bree hosts this great podcast called Imagine This, and it's especially for preschool kids. Oh, yeah. So if you listening have a little brother or sister, they might like to listen to Imagine This. I love this show because you can find out why don't cats wear shoes? Why stars twinkle? And where does our poo go when we flush it down the toilet? Wait, wait, where does our poo go when we flush it down the toilet? Well, Carl, I'll give you a hint. Imagine a sewer pipe big enough to drive a bus through. (coughs) Carl, where are you going? 
I'm going to listen to Imagine This. I can't live another second without knowing where my poo goes, Molly, particularly if it's floating down a pipe next to a bus. What if it's lonely? Carl, I didn't say next to a bus. Oh, never mind. So if you have little brothers or sisters, tell them to listen to Imagine This on the ABC Kids Listen app. I'm coming, my sweet little poos. Gross.